Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my talk about Sony blocking cross-save. It was a talk about why they would have done this. They wanted the Destiny to feel like a Sony title uh, up to now, and that was one of the reasons they didn't want cross-save to be possible. So if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. Link should be right there below for you to come in and hang out with us. Uh, if I'm not live when this video hits the feed, you can always come and find us uh, and follow the channel. That way you don't miss out. And if you're watching on YouTube, hitting like and subscribe is a great way to help me out. Let's jump into the first question here from Light Leap. Uh, do you think PC players may profit as much as console gamers from universal crossplay? Particularly, would it drive sales so we would see better ports and more focus on good-looking PC versions in the future? Well, I mean, we touched on some of this at the beginning uh, of the of the talk. And honestly, we had like a little interlude in between the talk and Q&A where we touched on this, where the larger the platform, the more alluring that is for developers. If Microsoft can create a very large platform so you can do their play anywhere, whether you have a really strong computer or you buy their latest console, you can play their games, you know, anywhere in the world. Well, not anywhere in the world, but you know what I'm saying. Like, anywhere you are, you could take your Xbox with you on a vacation, leave your PC at home, whatever. Now, the question would be, though, is that going to be something that lots of developers want to dive into and do? I think Epic's also pushing the envelope and saying, hey, you know, you can you can do cross-play right on our platform. And if they start to, to coincide that and work with Microsoft, they might come to really, really good deals. The only problem there, I would think, is that Microsoft and Epic are going to have different ideas about you know, revenue share and play anywhere is supposed to be something that is synonymous with the Microsoft platform. Will they be willing to kind of let go of that and say, we're partnering with Epic to make all of our games play anywhere, cross play, cross save, etc. We'll just have to wait and see. PC players would benefit though if this starts to become more of an industry standard because anything that's designed is going to be designed with PC in mind. They're going to say, well, if we design it for console, we better make sure and design it and make it run really well on PC. Uh, as That way, if, if you're launching a title, you're launching to a broader audience. That's good for, you know, that's good for companies. That's good for the bottom line to say, you know, everything we're making can hit a much broader audience. In the past, PC ports and console ports always feel a little bit like a like a half measure. Like, well, we'll just do this to try and sell to these people, and the people end up just being annoyed because their version of the game isn't very good. Uh, like Batman: Arkham Knight would be an example of a really really bad port that happened, uh, and we don't we obviously don't want that to become the norm. We would rather games launch more seamlessly and be built for the various platforms instead of feeling sort of shoved on them when they're not meant to be there. Gunjin. Could it not be said that Sony blocked crossplay because it would lessen their current ability to have a gap over Microsoft? Does it not make sense that Microsoft is pushing so hard while Sony tries not to? Either way, competition pushed companies to be better, but in a cross-save-everywhere world, is it not possible there'd be less incentive to do so uh, because people can purchase whatever store has in stock when they're there to impulse buy. Well, I mean, you're you're acting like everybody owns every console. Like, I mean, that if I go into GameStop and they have, you're saying, oh, they run out of stock. I don't think that's part of the equation at all. 
don't think that's part of the equation. Sony wanted Destiny to feel like a Sony product. That that's ultimately what was going on, and it doesn't feel like a Sony product if you can play with anybody anywhere. You know, the, it's like, well, wait, I, oh, oh, I can I can play with my buddies over here. It doesn't feel like a Sony product at that point. It feels like, oh, this is everywhere. You sort of raise people's consciousness. They're like, oh, I can, you know, anybody can play this game, and we can play with our buddies on Xbox. Now, I think they kind of looked at the situation backwards, right? If you were able, if you were able to play with your buddies on Xbox and they're like, oh, where'd you get that wave splitter? And they're like, oh, it's a Sony exclusive. That firmly, that more firmly establishes the fact that like, oh, they've got more stuff on PlayStation. I think cross save would have served as a point of annoyance for people. Oh, I can get it, the wave splitter on PlayStation, but when I go play on my Xbox, I can't bring it with, I can't bring it with me. Ultimately, all Sony was trying to do was protect their interests. They saw Destiny as a title worthy of of making a centerpiece of their platform. When I went to the Destiny 2 world premiere, you know, the PlayStation 4 Pro stuff was on everything. It was on the lanyards they gave us. It was on our the, the, the posters, everything. So they were attempting to protect their interests. They were saying, this is a game worthy of putting on a front banner of our platform. And it wasn't about like hurting consumers or hurting gamers. Ultimately, though, as things have shifted and the, and the evolution has taken place, gamers are more and more saying like, I would rather just play with my buddies. What does it matter to you who I play with? Um, you're, you're pushing for this and it's not doing anything for the consumer. And as we discussed earlier, I think Sony's been looking at this backwards. They sell consoles at a loss. So why not open up your marketplace? So... As I gave the example with Fortnite, if there was a God of War skin that somebody on the Nintendo Switch could buy, that would potentially then be tons of revenue that Sony could make off of people who presently aren't giving them any money. Anybody who plays on PC, Switch, mobile, or Xbox could buy that God of War skin. Now, Epic might not have wanted to do that because of the revenue share. Epic probably makes a killing on those skins because their art department designs them, and they don't have to pay any kind of revenue share. I mean, the NFL skins didn't last very long. I mean, they were a very, very brief, short-term thing. Well, probably because the NFL licensing and the revenue share was expensive, and they didn't like that. They can sell a you know a shader that makes you look like a mushroom and make a ton of money off it, and there's literally no, there's nothing. They're not paying anybody to do that. I mean, they're playing, they're paying their staff to design it, but they're not paying some other company, uh, any any type of revenue share. So when I when I look at the 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 landscape as it shifted, I think Fortnite is a perfect test case though for saying. Sony can start to think differently about how it all works. You know, cosmetics and microtransactions are a massive revenue stream that didn't exist years ago when a lot of these strategies were formulated. And since it's it's a newer it's a newer idea in the last couple of years, they should start to think differently about like if people can buy microtransactions and cosmetics that generate revenue for us and they never touch they never set foot on our console. How much money are we going to make from that? The example I gave is it's like, is somebody going to switch and go out and buy a PS4? They're going to go buy a PS4 because there's a really cool God of War skin in Fortnite. 
Well, probably not. No, they're probably not going to do that. They're, they're going to say, uh, yeah, wh- wh- I, 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 I don't need to, to switch consoles for a skin. But if they could buy the skin, if they could buy the skin, then that's money that you would make from them otherwise. The amount of people that are going to switch consoles over a cosmetic item has got to be really, really small compared to the amount of people who would buy the item and give you money who otherwise would have no interest in ever giving Sony money because they're loyal to Xbox or Nintendo or PC. Uh, Mr. Complainy Face. With the, with the possible upcoming cross-save ability... Uh, do you think it will hurt matchmaking across different platforms, splitting the player base even more? No. Why would cross-save cause this? Cross-save isn't going to cause matchmaking to get hurt. Cross-save just means if you want to play on PlayStation or Xbox or PC or whatever, you take all your stuff with you. You know? That's what I would think. You would would look at it and say, "I, I can take this anywhere with me. I don't know why this would hurt this wouldn't hurt matchmaking. Now, cross-play might. I mean, they do blended lobbies. They do blended lobbies in Fortnite. I don't know if the blended lobbies have slower matchmaking. I played with people on all platforms back when we did sub-squads in Fortnite. I played with people on PlayStation. I played with people on uh, Xbox, PC, and the like. I never felt like when we were doing cross-play lobbies that matchmaking slowed down. Uh, next question from Red Raptor. Is it possible that all this happened before Sony decided to play ball with crossplay in Fortnite? Could it have explained a lot um, with being that far back? Well, yeah, it makes way more sense when you think of it in that realm. Fortnite hadn't happened yet. When Sony and Bungie were having conversations about exclusivity, that was that was probably years before Fortnite was even a thought. So the yeah, the the nature of the the nature of the gaming landscape has shifted and changed. That's why I've tried to tell people, like, hating on Fortnite and hating on Epic just doesn't make any sense to me. I, you know, I barely touch Fortnite, but, like, they they took us into a new era of gaming to a certain extent, both with the size of their player base, uh, Twitch streaming, and the viewability of streamers, as well as, like, saying, if you're gonna make games, you can make them for our platform, and crossplay is baked right into the experience, you know? So if you're if you're if you're looking for the gaming experience to get better, I feel like they've done a good job forging ahead and making that making that happen. Cuz when you buy a game and you know you can play it with anybody, that I think is a huge win. The other thing that happens is it's like, "Wait, wait, you guys are playing that game? Oh, well, I want to play that game." And then more people buy the game, more people play the game, more people are in there, more people are in there. If the funnel's full of more players, there's a chance for more microtransactions to be bought. Like I said, if you walked into a room full of people who own the Nintendo Switch and you said, hey, did you guys know you could play Fortnite with your friends on any platform? And they would be like, wait, we can? Don't you think that means those people would then pick up their Switch, potentially download Fortnite, potentially play with their friends, and then potentially buy microtransactions in Fortnite? I mean, that that is... That just seems like an easy win for me. I don't feel like cross-save and cross-play is, is as dangerous as people are making it out to be. I think people are creating phantoms and spook stories. 
Uh, Super uh, RMG, as someone who just switched from PS4 to PC, I would be awesome to have all the stuff that I grinded for on PC, at least the titles that are already do something with this uh, and the code. I hope the D3 has done something that carries over all the platforms. I'm not reading the rest of these. You're not asking a question. I'm skipping you. Uh, I believe Sony has allowed for cross-play with Rocket League and cross-save with Fortnite, but I don't understand... Why not have cross-save with Destiny? Is this a specific issue they have allowing Destiny to do that? Well, it was at a time before their hand was forced. Their hand was forced. The popularity of Fortnite, the popularity of Fortnite changed the game. Fortnite was too popular to ignore. So what happened was people that booted up Fortnite on their PlayStation and linked their Epic accounts tried to boot up Fortnite on their Switch and they couldn't sync their account. It wouldn't let them. When that happened, the story went kind of viral, right? The story went viral. And so when the story goes viral, then Sony starts to lose lose stock value and they're forced to bend the knee. They start they they they, they then allow crossplay on Fortnite. They open up the the, the door essentially. So that's how it's a win for Sony. Somebody in chat's like, you haven't convinced me that's a win for Sony. That right there is exactly how it was a win for Sony. They were losing money and the PR was bad. If consumer expectations shift, then you don't look like you're delivering good service if you don't shift with the consumer expectations, okay? I've gone into McDonald's recently and I felt like the service has been improved. They walk around, they make sure people are being taken care of, they ask if you need anything. Where, why do you think they started doing that? Because of Chick-fil-A. If you go into a Chick-fil-A, they'll have like a little sweet old lady walking around asking if you need napkins, ketchup, or refills. And you're like, what a charming dining experience in a fast food restaurant. This is great, right? I go into McDonald's now, and their level of service has changed. Why? Because the, the consumer expectation is being influenced by another business. So, in walks Fortnite, in walks the Epic Launcher, in walks Baked In Crossplay, in walks Nintendo, in walks Microsoft, and they all say, hey, all gamers everywhere, the most popular game in the world, yeah, we let you play, we let you go wherever you want, we don't care. Epic stands on a stage and says that they believe crossplay is the future for gaming and the gaming experience for gamers, and they set the stage. So Sony loses if they don't get in line with that expectation. You stand to you stand to lose. It happens in all industries with cars. When cars started to offer instead of having to roll your window down manually they start offering motorized windows that becomes an expectation in the consumer base if your car doesn't have motorized windows your car sucks if your car doesn't have built-in gps dash cams you know backwards reverse cams all the things that are becoming normative now in the in the industry for cars if your car doesn't have that your car is seen to be less than so if Sony continues to dig their heels in and say, no, we don't want to offer cross-play and cross-save, you've got to be able to tell the consumer what's the impetus for that refusal. Microsoft is working on Play Anywhere. These games are offering cross-play. Borderlands 3 is going to launch on the Epic Launcher and have baked-in cross-play for Microsoft as well as PC. Why aren't you, why aren't you getting in line with this, Sony? 
your platform's going to be seen as less than. People are going to look at Sony and be like, I don't want to play on Sony. When you get games on Sony, you can't play with your friends. When I get a game on Sony, I can't take my stuff with me. Why the frick would I want to play on Sony? That's what's going to happen. The sand is going to shift beneath their feet and they're going to start to sink. You can't just keep leaning back on the fact that you dominated the market Xbox One versus PS4, Sony dominated. You can't lean back on that for forever. You've got to meet the expectations of the consumer or you're going to keep making a car with manual windows and everyone's going to be like, your car sucks. I don't care that you have a really fast engine. I don't care that you have a really great paint job and that it looks really slick. I don't want to roll my windows down manually. That's ultimately what's going to happen. Thank you, uh, Medic, for the Prime sub. It already happened, so it's not going to stop happening. They already capitulated to the demands of the Fortnite industry. They've already leaned in and said, sure, fine, we'll give you what you want. They're going to keep doing that. If Borderlands 3 lands and you can have crossplay between the place uh, between the PC and Xbox, but you don't get it with PlayStation, it's going to be one more moment where PlayStation looks like it's inferior. And Sony doesn't want that. You think their shareholders and the people that watch the markets and share value, you think they're going to like watching another headline, you know, Borderlands sells millions of copies crossplay on every platform except for Sony. Sony knows uh, that they're going to have to eventually do it, but I think they're riding this wave uh, till it hits shore, and then they'll give in. Once they start falling behind by large measures, they'll jump in with Microsoft and Nintendo. That's why I continue to say from a business standpoint, from a business standpoint, what if Borderlands had cosmetics that could be purchased, microtransactions, right? For cosmetics only, right? And if they had a skin, they had a God of War you know, skin you could put on one of the characters. Well, if you can buy that on all the platforms because it's cross-play and that is a revenue share with Sony, Sony stands to make money from people who are playing on the Microsoft platform and the PC platform who otherwise wouldn't have ever given a cent of their money to Sony with respect to the Borderlands franchise. They stand to make money if they play their cards right. Stop trying to be restrictive and lean into the current and ride it. Wait a minute. If we really lean into cross-play, cross-save, we could actually make money from this. That's that's how companies need to work. You adapt to the landscape and you leverage the landscape for profit. Like, that's what you're supposed to do. Freddie Jackson. Peeps say that cross-save is bad for sales. I disagree, because if I, if uh, let's say D3 is cross-save, I would get it on Xbox and PC, because I would play PC solo and Xbox would be with friends. Thoughts? Right! 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 You would buy more copies of the game! How is cross-save gonna restrict sales? That, that doesn't make any sense to me. Cross-save can only increase sales, not restrict sales. Oh well, yeah, dude. Down in the down in the uh, down in the den, I've got my really big, nice TV. Yeah, I'm gonna get that new PlayStation Five. Yeah, I'm gonna set it up down there. I'm gonna get the best possible graphics. This is gonna be dope. 
And then when they play up in the living room with their kids or their friends or their buddies or they play on their PC in the office, they can play Borderlands 3, get dope gear, go down into their den and be like, PlayStation 5 boots up, got all my stuff, PlayStation Borderlands 3, cross save, there we go. And they bought Borderlands 3 in like three different locations. Restrict sales to your platform? Yeah, but but how? Cross-save as a value point only lands if you own the game in multiple places. What? Just stop for one second and think about that. Cross-save as a value point does literally, in the most literal sense, it does nothing for you unless you own the game on multiple platforms, which means more units sold. Facts. That's the facts. The, 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 the non-existence of cross-save doesn't increase sales for anybody. Oh, but Lono, all the people that own a PlayStation and an Xbox, the absence of cross-save means they have to choose one to buy it for. Okay, so you're banking on the fact that multi-console consumers are going to buy the game on your platform. If cross-save existed, how do you know they wouldn't buy it on your platform? As well as, how many people that would have only bought it on Xbox, now that there's cross-save, they're like, oh yeah, I'll buy it on PlayStation 2. On the weekends, I can play with my friends on PlayStation, and during the week, I can play it on my friends with my Xbox. For every person... For, this is I'm having to resituate. For every person that you feel like you're protecting, like, well, if we only let people, if we only let people buy the game in, in play it in one place, if we disallow cross save, then that means anybody with a multi console, we're gonna try and motivate them to buy it on the PlayStation, right? How many people in that scenario, well, there's no cross save? Well, I'm just going to buy it on PC. Well, I'm just going to buy it on Xbox, okay? So you have to add up all those people, add up all the PC loyalists, all the Xbox loyalists, and then you have to ask the question, how many of those people could potentially buy it on the PlayStation if there was cross save? It, it It doesn't make sense to me. It's like you're cutting off your nose to spite your face. There are potential consumers that would buy on your platform with cross-save that you're basically telling, nope, choose which kid you love the most. It's like, I don't want to do that. I would just like to buy your game and play it anywhere I want. Moldy Baloney, thank you for three months. That's a blue badge. Again, I can't can't say it any clearer than that. Cross-save as a value point is only a value point if you buy the game in multiple places. Therefore, that as a value point would motivate a certain percentage of consumers to buy the game in multiple places. How is that that, that how is that not a benefit to basically everyone? <laughs> That's more money. And more optional freedom for the gamers. You're just you're buying in. You're buying into this like 
this this console tribalism propaganda that like cross save is a threat and it's going to be bad for the games and bad for the consoles that is console tribalism propaganda it's just it is it is not the wave of the future it isn't it's neanderthalic tribalism i'm gonna stay with my console and i don't want anybody else to play with you who cares about that lean into the new lean into the new the new frontier it's where things are going rusty do you think bungie will continue to bow down to these companies uh since they need funding this sucks but i just don't see it ending bungie's microtransaction uh stance has gotten worse uh since the split with activision i completely disagree with this i just don't see turning down money even if it's better for the player base okay here's the thing consider a couple of things here Number one, their microtransaction policy, I think their microtransaction is better than it used to be. You can literally go buy a box for 500 silver. You have an immediate one-to-one transmission of this is how much it costs to get this emote. That's what we've been asking for for like two to three years. Make the Eververse direct purchase. If I want an emote, let me buy it direct purchase and I need to know the exact cost. That's what they've done. Their microtransaction policies, in my, in my estimation, after the break with Activision, their microtransaction policy got better. Up to now, it's been that garbage of like, buy silver, and then maybe you get the thing you want, maybe you don't. Now it's like, no, you want this cool new emote? Five bucks. That's exactly how it should be. Vanity only clear transmission of value to the consumer. No RNG. No RNG. A total, a total clear picture of what you're actually getting. The, the, the microtransaction policy is better. Now to the next part of your question. They might not turn down the money because like they need the money because they're self, you know, they're self-publishing now. Okay, fair point. That's a fair that's a fair point. Alright. To which I would respond and say. They Bungie Bungie stands probably to make more money from the units sold if they were to partner with Epic and do things with Epic like as far as I don't know if they they, they can't launch on the console right the, 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 the Epic launcher I'm thinking Destiny three now right I think crossplay cross save stands to make them more money because more people would buy it in multiple places now again we don't know how much money you know, Sony's throwing at them. So sure, there's definitely, there's definitely a pretty significant potential here that Sony's like, nah, we'll sweeten the pot because we know you need the money. Uh, You guys just went to being, you know, an independent uh, developer. You don't have a big publisher behind you anymore. Now, again, the tweet about going independent CEO of Epic and Phil Spencer jumped on that tweet. It's likely they're leaning in to say, "Hey, what can we do? What how can we how can we work together here?" That could edge Sony out. The other thing that could edge Sony out is Microsoft is making moves like with their Play Anywhere, I, the, you know, and Epic's making moves too with this idea of setting player expectation that you should be able to play and save wherever you want that player expectation is going to dictate what a lot of companies do in the future. So Sony, Sony may be like, it's not worth it. We're like paying for exclusives with Bungie may not be worth the revenue. 
you're looking at it from the other side. I'm looking at it from this side. Sony might be looking at it and saying, we don't want to keep giving money. You know, the industry's changing. Buying maps and guns in Sony isn't generating revenue for us like it used to anymore. Sony may be the one that considers not doing it, not let alone Bungie. Just in time. Do you think Bungie uh, let the wave slitter issue happen on purpose so that when they fix it, it was proof that they could do these things? I literally thought of this this morning. I was like, that doesn't seem like an accident. How does... <laughs> How do you how do you accidentally put an exotic into Zur's loot pool? Come on, that how does that happen accidentally? Who went in and did that? Uh, you know, I was uh, you know, just poking around and doing some stuff, and uh, yeah, I accidentally made the wave split available. It's just, just uh, you know, simple mistake, simple mistake. You know, go to a line of code, just write it in there. A wave splitter true you know uh, uh, whoops come on I, I thought the same thing this morning they're trying to change the narrative they want people to realize like wait a minute so I can get the wave splitter and you can gray it out like hmm, I don't know say no to rage said that a year and a half to two years ago that cross save would be possible and just gray out the exclusives that's kind of interesting that's kind of interesting <laughs> You can actually, you can actually do it. You can have blended, blended inventories. And, uh, these blended inventories can allow for people to, to, to have their exclusives, but not have them be available. Protecting Sony's, you know, Sony's interest. Come on. I, 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 I don't think that was an accident. I don't. No. In, in all the years that Bungie's done stuff, when have they ever accidentally dropped a gun into the loot pool? They've never done that. The week before Forsaken, when people were getting Forsaken stuff to drop, that wasn't an accident either. They even warned us. They're like, yeah, some stuff kind of might uh, happen. And then all of a sudden we were getting like Tangled Shore stuff. That was on purpose. They wanted to generate buzz. Little Light Radio. When the Sony deal ends, Bungie does cross-save with Xbox and PC even if Sony says no. When the Sony deal ends, can Bungie do cross-save with Xbox and PC even if Sony says no? Well, they can if they don't do the contract anymore. It Like, Sony's only in control if there's a signed contract. That contract could end this September. That could be the end of it. Roughly one year after the split from Activision, it would be a perfect time to be like, we're not gonna we're not gonna be doing exclusive exclusivity anymore. We're taking the game in a different direction. They don't even need to come out and say anything. We'll know very, very soon. It we'll know this summer. We'll know this summer. Think about it. If they start promoting the next annual pass and Sony's not saying anything. If Sony's not jumping, jumping on and saying, "Oh, hey, uh, yeah, 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 we, we've got uh, we've got exclusives," if they don't start jumping on that and saying that, then I would argue that that's all the proof you need that the Sony exclusives are going away. If Bungie starts pushing their, if they start pushing and saying like, "Here's our, um, 
you know, here's our, here's our next thing that we're doing in September and this and that, and it's going to be see, you know, annual pass 2.0. And here's everything we learned. If at that time there's absolutely no dialogue about Sony exclusives, I would wager to say that means they're going away. Uh, Debacker, does cross-save automatically entail cross-play? I don't love the idea of consoles going up against PC, especially when the recoil and FPS differences. Well, let me put your mind at ease. Number one, cross-play and cross-save are not the same thing. So even if we get cross-save, we might not get cross-play. But if we get cross-play, let me put your mind at ease, okay? If you do cross-play in Fortnite, you initiate that. I'm playing on PC, and you come and play with me on your Xbox. We do that knowing we're going into blended lobbies. If you're playing by yourself on PS4 or Xbox, you are not going to go into a blended lobby. You only go into a blended lobby in Fortnite if you initiate that. It tells you that you're going into blended lobbies. So this is not a this is not a concern. You don't have to worry about this. Like they're not gonna they're not gonna shove you in and be like, oh yeah, have fun against the PC players. You know, have fun getting completely obli- obliterated. That's uh that's not gonna be how it goes down. It would be exactly how they do it in Fortnite. Um, so his Q and A is Destiny related. Chat has been talking all games, both consoles. Yeah, that's what we do here. We talk games, and the topic was crossplay and Destiny being blocked by Sony. Therefore, the topic of crossplay and other games and other consoles is relevant. Um, if you don't like it, there's a button at the top of the stream that can help you leave and not come back if you don't like it. I mean, I'm not going to argue you into staying here, but that's relevant to the topic. We're talking about, <laughs> we're literally talking about Destiny exclusivity and crossplay and cross save, and it's relevant to other games. It's relevant to gaming in general. Uh, Bumble17, who holds the upper hand in discussions, Bungie by being the owners of a successful franchise, or Sony with the largest share of the player base? Well, again, we don't know, because as things shift, if Epic and Microsoft lean in and say, hey, we'll let you use our dedicated servers, we'll let you have some of our engineers and developers to rebuild the game in Unreal, the next game, right? We don't know what's being talked about in the background. We'll give you great revenue share if you put the game in the Epic Store, right? We're good, bro. Was explaining to a few in chat. Oh yeah, I mean, if you were answering people in chat, if people don't like the fact that I'm talking about other things and other games that aren't Destiny, then I guess, like I said, like find somewhere else to hang out. This is what we do. So anybody, not just you. I mean, you were explaining it to them, so no worries. Um, that's the thing. We don't know who holds the upper hand. We don't know who holds the upper hand. Like. The Sony Sony could be losing their buying power because Bungie could be like, you know what? Epic has a really great offer on the table for the next title and helping us really build it. And Microsoft's coming in too with a really nice offer for dedicated servers. Sony, you're offering us money to slice off a map and a gun. And we don't want to do that anymore. Um, I, I just, I don't, I don't think at this point the Sony exclusivity the, the Sony exclusivity is only worth it if the money is needed outside of that I think they have a lot to gain by shifting away from Sony and doing more with Epic and Microsoft and I say that as somebody who plays on PC so I'm not like a Microsoft fanboy I like all the platforms I just think Bungie's be smarter to lean away Major Glory 
what pressure could Sony's player base apply to make Sony play ball when Sony is currently not to gain as the lead install base? I've already established they have plenty to gain. When the pressure comes from the consumer and you don't do what the consumer wants, your platform looks inferior. When Borderlands 3 lands, if Xbox and PC can play together, Sony looks inferior. That's a fact. What do you mean I can't play with my friends? My buddy Joe and my buddy Bob are playing together. He's on PC and he's on Xbox. I can't play with them? Why the frick not? Same scenario is going to happen. Same exact scenario is going to happen that happened with Fortnite. People are going to be like, this is lame. And then if they don't play ball, it hurts their, it hurts their, do you really think, do you really think people that are loyal to Sony because they get like a map and a gun in destiny every once in a while, do you think they're going to stick around if the other platform starts saying, yeah, we're playing nice together. You can play with your friends. You can play with this guy. You can play with that guy. Do you think loyalty is going to last when you start feeling like you're getting less stuff? Think about it. Think about it. If you're earning consumers by giving them stuff and they start feeling like they're going to get less stuff, those consumers are going to go somewhere else. It's that simple. It was like when I worked in the cell phone industry, when cell phones first came out, you gave people things for free because it was so expensive. The service was expensive. The idea was unheard of to carry a cell phone around with you. What the frick? Why would I do that? And now, you know, eight-year-olds are walking around with iPhones. The People would come back to renew their contract. People would come back to renew their contract and they would say, wait, wait, I got free stuff last time. And it was like, yeah, last time they were, they were hungry for your business. That's not the case anymore. That's not the case anymore. The, the the need and the desire for a cell phone is like a cultural assumed thing now so you gotta pay some money for the phone the car charger everything else right so the expectation of the consumer was well I better get free stuff and they weren't getting that free stuff anymore so if people were convinced to get a Sony Playstation because they felt like they got extra stuff they felt like they got extra goodies And then the rug kind of starts to get pulled out from under them because they're like, wait a minute, Microsoft is talking about play anywhere. I can play the game on the PC and the Xbox. Microsoft, Nintendo Switch, and PC can all play Fortnite together. Microsoft and PC can all play Borderlands together. I'm starting to feel like I'm not getting treated very well over here. I think I might change teams. You won their loyalty with extra stuff. If they feel like they're getting less stuff, that type of consumer's loyalty is going to be swayed by getting extra stuff. So Sony does stand to lose in this if they don't get in line with consumer expectations. Uh, Tragics. Good morning, Lono. Just listen to your raid loot improvements talk. Could you expand on the differences between lack of perks and power? It seems that those two points are redundant because you cited curated roles as the essence of a powerful loot drop. Yet, that drop intrinsically like the breakneck has a unique perk. Well, the lack of... uh perks and power they're not just well yeah they're related but also there's a lack of power with respect to I talked about like perks specific to the raid 
So when I got a, a raid-specific perk for Wrath of the Machine, I felt more powerful in the raid, but that wasn't a curated role. That wasn't like a role that I could take or a perk that I could take everywhere with me. So sometimes the lack of power on raid loot isn't just related to the roles themselves or the perks. It's related to, like, intrinsic raid perks. You know, increased... Uh, um, Increase resistance when holding a SIVA charge. Increase agility when holding a cannon. Increase agility when torn between dimensions. Increase reload when in an aura. That's power that comes with the loot that isn't necessarily attached to the role of the weapon. So they're kind of separate in my mind. I think the breakneck is an example of how curated roles should work. The breakneck is a god roll auto rifle. That should be a pinnacle curated role that you farm for, not something you grind 40 games of Gambit for. So if there's a raid gun, let's say there's a raid, um, there's a raid auto rifle, and it comes with a perk that does something crazy where if you fill the damage meter enough, your next mag is a damage over time, you know, incendiary round mag or something. And that sounds awesome, right? You're like, well, if I shoot enough of these enemies, I can hypercharge the next mag and light the boss or the mini boss or somebody on fire. You know, that sounds pretty cool. Well, you only get that perk if it's the curated role. So you would grind the raid over and over and over and over and over again until you get that role. And it would be a static role. I think pinnacle roles, pinnacle curated roles is the future of the weapon system. I think exotics are just stupid. Seriously. Exotics are dumb. You end up with exotics like the Arbalest that make no sense. Why in the blue frick am I ever going to equip this thing? It doesn't override match game. So the one instance where it'd be really, really strong to like bust a shield and then get the kinetic the, the kinetic damage buff, I, that's the one instance where it would be really, really beneficial, and it's not. It doesn't override match game. So where are you going, strikes in public events, where you're like, man, shielded enemies are a real problem? No, Nowhere? So this gun's role is nonsensical. People are using this gun in Gambit and PvP because it's a really nice sniper, basically. And compounding force and disruption break? What? No. No point at all. Now, I could see I could see using it in Gambit against shielded enemies, but even in there, it's just, you can pop the shield so fast with an elemental gun, and then they die really fast after. I just... Most exotics they create just seem so niche or so stupid or so pointless. It's like, why am I going to put this on? I'm going to limit my loadout to put on a gun that barely does anything. It doesn't... Why would I use this? When I have guns like Wardcliffe Coil, 1K Voices, Whisper, Telesto, other really, really strong, you know, exotics. Why would I, why would I put this gun on? So I think the future of the weapon system to have more viable primaries and secondaries is to make pinnacle rolls that are at the level of the the onslaught perk on the breakneck. Apollo made. This is super out there, but do you think there's any chance D3 launches on the Epic Store can have crossplay? I don't think that's out there at all. I said that yesterday. I could envision a world where Epic is investing in the future of Destiny and so is Microsoft. And they launch the game on the Epic Store. Cross-play, cross-save is baked into the experience. And Sony doesn't have exclusivity anymore. And the game is built on the Unreal Engine. I, I, could, I could envision that being a future. I do. 
it's going to be it's 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 going to be tough. We don't have anything to, we don't have anything to base that off of, but I think that could happen. JD Gamer, do you think we are seeing where Sony is going to have to let cross-platform go in the future if they do allow cross-platform? Do you believe this means we could see yeah, we just had this question. I do. I think that could be a possibility for D3. Calder, if cross-save was available, how would PS4 exclusives work? They'd be grayed out just like the wave splitter's already grayed out. It just happened, like, this week. Well, last week, sorry. Do you think that now that Bungie is indie, that if Sony tries to push no cross-save or cross-play in D3, Bungie might now well, uh, now sell on PlayStation, period? Oh, might not sell on PlayStation period or just say no we're not doing that I mean I don't think they would they, <laughs> they would never take their game off PlayStation that would be one of the dumbest business decisions they could ever make that is still a massive player base um, I don't think Sony's going to dig their heels in I think they're going to try to dig their heels in with Borderlands and I think Borderlands is going to put the nail in the coffin I think Sony is going to try to dig their heels in with Borderlands, and Borderlands is going to put a nail in the coffin. People are going to be like, a loot-based cooperative game that lets people play together, and Sony's saying no? That's just going to be another black eye on the franchise. Like, why the frick won't you let people play together? Aiden. It's fascinating that Sony is still holding back on all of this. Uh, We have seen this for years, really ever since Minecraft crossplay and cross-save initiative that was super dope at the time and revolutionary how long do you think it'll be until sony steps up to the plate i just said i think borderlands is going to be the next the next big uh hotbed for it for the discussion imagine viewer if microsoft does it first would sony follow through if they're sovereign yeah we've been talking about this i I do i think it's going to change uh atlas do you think bungie would eventually make more money from cross save than sony partnership because people will buy it on their consoles that obviously is a potential yes that bungie would get you know two and three sales from a lot of consumers that otherwise would only buy at one time that's that's a pretty good chunk of change yeah jay drippy how would you feel if to solve the RNG for raid exotics, Bungie just guaranteed the drop after a flawless Petra's run? I just think they should make it a guaranteed drop after so many runs. I don't know. The whole thing feels silly to me. Like, at this point, just let people get the stupid thing. Uh, you get the diddle. Uh, how do you think the next few seasons will go after we are asked to pick between Vanguard and the Drifter? I don't think that's going to have a long-standing influence. I, it, it felt really gimmicky to me. Bumble17. Is the future possibility of cross-save damaged by Bungie giving away vanilla D2 on PC for that period? I downloaded it despite not owning a PC. I'm on Mac. No, no. The number of people that did what you did, no. I don't think so. And wasn't that... Was it free for forever? I thought it was like free for a weekend. Or did you get it at a discount? I don't honestly know. I don't think the number of people that did this is an issue. I don't think it's an issue. Also, we're thinking long-term Destiny 3 as well. Marine Misk. More of a statement, but I bet Sony won't consider cross-save or cross-play until PS5. They want to hold the cards. No, I think you're wrong. Um, we ask people to submit questions as well, but I do think you're wrong. I think Borderlands is going to be the the next kind of like bashing of, of worlds. Do you think Epic Games will start a new crossplay trend this year and will other companies besides Borderlands 3 other companies follow suit? Yes. 
I think the more companies that put their game on Epic and learn that like crossplay is beneficial to them and cross save is beneficial. Um, I think the more people do that, the better. I think the more the trend's gonna follow. If you claim Destiny while it was free, you owned it permanently. Yeah, okay. I mean, I don't think that's gonna pose a significant threat, though. The number of people that did that, I don't think it was enough to, to motivate them to not do it. Again, we're thinking future as well. You're also thinking of the number of people that would be like, I might as well buy it on PC. That sounds pretty good. I can, you know, I can keep all my stuff and it'll look cooler. Opinions get you banned. How much do you think modding plays a role in cross-save? I don't think it plays a role at all. I mean, no one's modding these games. I mean, nobody's modding Destiny. Nobody's modding in Fortnite. Um, I don't think it's a part of the discussion. I, I think that... I think modding is, is certainly something that people can do and, and become accustomed to, but I don't think that's a part of the discussion for cross-save. Because at a, you know, at a ground level... Cross-save and cross-play becoming an expectation is more about players feeling empowered to go where they want and play what they want. It's more about that than it's about, like, modding and PC and this and that. Now, modding in a game like Borderlands, if somebody's bringing up in chat, we'll have to wait and see how they handle that, because if it launches in the Epic Launcher... Are they going to allow, you know, are they going to allow modding? We'll have to wait and see. Because modding did become a significant thing in Borderlands late in its life on PC. It became a pretty standard thing. And I would think that the more, the more they let people do that kind of thing, the more you're going to have folks think that, you know, playing on PC is superior and stuff. And I don't know if Borderlands is going to want to do that right away. I think they may hold off on letting you mod stuff for maybe the first couple of months or something, maybe first six months. You want to get everybody in there playing and having a good time before you start doing all that. Um, you know? So. Next question from Apathetic. Do you think Bungie implementing a tonic in PvP specifically competitive shows how disconnected they are from the PvP community, community feels like insult to injury? No, I don't think so at all. I think they're really connected to the, to the PvP community. I think they gave the PvP community exactly what they needed, which is more magic. I think the competitive people getting mad is... I think it's manu- I think they're manufacturing it. The PvE player uh, player base surged to 650k. PvP has, has continued to go down. 436 for Crucible, but that includes Gambit, so let's go to Light. Uh, no, let's go to Guardian.gg. I think Bungie is intentionally trying to evolve the Crucible away from competitive. Do you think it's a coincidence, okay, (laughs) do you think it's a coincidence that Deed says in more ways than one, both on a live format and on Reddit, that they're going to be evolving the Crucible? They're going to be evolving the Crucible from where it is now. PvP Essence will be retained, but they're going to evolve the Crucible. And then they do this in the Revelry a couple weeks later. You think that's a coincidence? You think that was an accident? I said at the time, I feel Bungie is faced with two decisions. What, you know, what, which do they choose? More magic or less magic? I said, I think they're going to they're gonna pivot away from less magic. They're going to pivot away from competitive. They're going to go down the lane of more magic, bigger maps, bigger engagements. And we're already getting more magic. Now, Cosmo has responded and has admitted they swung a little too hard. So, 
they do they are admitting that maybe they're causing a little too much chaos in the crucible but from a philosophical standpoint they have made the decision think track with me on the history here let's tell the whole story d2 lands they try to strip things down they try to go competitive they try to go esports ready everyone hates it okay a year later when they decide to save the game they get rid of trials they jettison trials and for the last six months do almost nothing for crucible when they finally do something to crucible to make it feel different what do they do more magic And the Crucible numbers have dropped below 300,000. 286,000. That's the first time I've seen the Crucible numbers drop below 300,000. Now, when you go to, you know, Destiny Tracker, it's like 400-something thousand. That's because there's roughly 150 to 200,000 people playing Gambit in that number. You got to go to Guardian.gg to get the true number. 286,000 people played Crucible yesterday. They're, they're manufacturing this. They're bringing this about. It's not an accident. It's not. I said yesterday, I don't think that... I think they've tried to do the competitive thing for four to five years. They haven't managed to do it. And I think they're going to lean away from it. I think they're going to lean away from it. I think they're going to finally admit that the true identity of Destiny is space magic and chaos and power. And they're going to give you arenas to do that. And they're going to be bigger and more spread out. And there's not going to be this stripped down small map competitive thing. Now, if I'm wrong, there was like a rumor that Trials is coming back and you're going to be able to play it at Guardian Con. If I'm wrong and they're doing that, then they're really muddling. They're really muddling the identity right now. Big time. If their plan is to bring bring back trials and recapture the competitive crowd, what they did with the revelry isn't doing that. You're just frustrating all the competitive-minded players. I said yesterday, I don't really care that they're frustrated. I think they continue to try to make this game something that it's not. It's not a competitive game. It's not an esports tournament-ready game. It never will be. And I think if they tried to give you an esports-ready, stripped-down environment like a Halo style, I think people would hate it and say it doesn't feel like Destiny, and it would be a failure. So that's why I think they're going to move towards more magic. They're already doing it, so we'll see if my predictions continue to come true, but they're already going down the pathway of more magic with Revelry. We'll see what happens the remainder of this year and in the next annual pass, and we'll just kind of continue to kind of monitor the way people respond and what the player base does. Revelry really brought people back to, you know, PvE. 650k is a pretty good rebound from the 570, 550k. You know, they got another extra 100,000 people just yesterday, you know, for Revelry. So, we'll see. Uh, Xtybox says, Do you think that people selling Trials carries as Patreon perks and on eBay and stuff have anything to do with Trials being gone? No, I don't think so. No. That was going on for a really long time. Their answer about trials is that they just they weren't they weren't happy with where Crucible was, and they didn't feel like it was the time to bring trials back. Uh, they're not confident in the Crucible. Their the map design, the meta, the guns, the supers, everything like trials would be bad. Everyone wants trials to come back, but in the current meta, uh, come on, come on. I don't think so. I think people would hate it. People would complain. Like people would probably complain like a lot. You know, Billy Schultz, do you think that revelry buffs are part of a large playtest for updating cooldowns and other quality of life changes? Yeah, it could be a playtest for more magic, couldn't it? 
it could be a playtest for more magic. If we want to add more magic, if we want to add more power, how much can we add before it gets absurd? You know? And then they could look at their, their maps, and they could look at their temperature maps, like where are all the fights happening, how are the games going, how's it trending, and what if they come to the conclusion? What if they come to the conclusion that, hey, look, the biggest maps had the best games. People got their, people got pretty good stats on these maps. The heat, the heat signature on these maps is more spread out. And look at the small maps. I mean, they could be, they could be running all these tests in the background to make future plans for for Destiny's Crucible and PvP. It could be an experiment. Very, very likely, could be an experiment. It's just Josh now. Off topic, but how do you feel about the token system as opposed to the reputation system for D1? I would love to go back to a reputation system of doing bounties for NPCs, raising my rep. If they had seasonal rewards like, hey, you got a full armor set for Devrim K. If you keep doing bounties for him, you're going to raise your rank with him. When you raise your rank with him, raise your rep. You can get these cool ornaments for the gear or the guns or whatever. I would love for them to bring back a, uh, a true reputation system. Do you think D3 PvP will have a balance of big and small maps? No, I think they're moving away from small maps. I think they're going to go towards bigger engagements. I have nothing to base this off on, uh, off of other than the pattern. Okay? The pattern for Bungie the pattern for Bungie is they love pendulum swings. They love pendulum swings. So D2 lands, stripped down small maps 4v4, didn't work. People hated it. And those maps and that play style and that element is is still today hurting the Crucible. I've continued to say that power weapons, shoulder charge, shotguns, supers, all those things are not a problem. It's the it's the the frequency with which they happen. So if you put all those things on bigger maps and let them breathe, they're not quite as potent and powerful and it gives people more opportunity to shine and have hero moments and feel awesome. You know? Lore-wise, stripping Guardians of their power for a Crucible playlist can work. 100% agree they need to split PvP and PvE. I just think if you strip people of their power and you create a like a, a Halo a Halo-style PvE, I think people would hate it. People would be like, this doesn't feel like Destiny. You know? This doesn't feel like Destiny. If the PvP numbers keep going down, if competitive keeps going down, if the lack of trials for all this time continue to hurt that morale, then I would continue to think that that is a manufactured result that Bungie is trying to bring about. To just sort of set the stage for saying, we tried to do competitive and the game is just too unwieldy. We think the proper, you know, the proper rule for Crucible is going to be bigger is better. And we're going to go bigger and we're going to make things better. And if we do that successfully, then I know people that want a truly competitive environment will be mad, but it just, it, when has it ever been good at this point? It just hasn't. All, it, not only that, a lot of the game modes they've tried to do haven't gone over very well either. It's just Josh now. Do you believe the comp community uh, doesn't want competitive Destiny, but a competitive game that has Destiny's gunplay? Well, see, this is where I think that's why people don't know what they want. I do agree with you. The gunplay, and this is where Broseph has had really good input in here. He's always in here disagreeing with me. He's a good guy. Uh, He's always in here disagreeing with me, and I think he made such a good point. It would be such a shame for them to not get the competitive side of Destiny's PvP right. It'd be such a shame for them to give up. Why? The gunplay is just phenomenal. It's so good. It's so good. 
and it would be such a shame to not pull it off now you're asking don't they just want a competitive game with 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 the gunplay i don't think so i don't think so i could be wrong I'm open to being wrong in this regard, but my prediction is that if they were to give you a stripped-down, gun-based, Halo-style playlist that was mostly gunfights, gunplay, and strategic maneuvering of, like, lanes and stuff, I think people would freaking hate it. They'd be like, this doesn't feel like Destiny. Where's my super? Where's my grenade? Where's all my exotics? It just... I don't think it would... I don't think it would appeal to that audience. The people that have played for this many years... Here's what happened. Here's what happened. If you're a fan of Destiny, okay, and you're a fan of the competitive side of Destiny, I think what happened to you is you got, over the years, you have an angel and a devil on each shoulder. You have an angel on one shoulder saying, they should really balance this. They should really tone these things down. And the devil's over here saying, man, these powerful weapons and exotics and supers are freaking awesome. Yeah and they're in conflict so you they get interwoven you play destiny and you love the things you complain about shoulder charge shotguns supers heavy exotics we love the things we complain about because it's a power-based game you you get a thrill from getting a dope weapon or a dope exotic or whatever you get a thrill from it but man oh man if somebody shoulder charges you or snipes you or kills you with their hammerhead screw that guy freaking overpowered garbage you know freaking stupid shotgun stupid shoulder charge and two seconds later you're doing the same dadgum thing so the devil and the angel are in dispute all the time and because listen when you play a game like call of duty or fortnite you strip it down to what's the meta what guns are the best what do i do to win in destiny it's kind of like i like getting good stuff and feeling pretty awesome and feeling pretty strong i like the power fantasy and the power fantasy infects the the pvp part of it I forget who it was. Somebody phrased it so well. They said most of the time in PvP games, you're motivated by becoming better and outplaying the other players and becoming the best that you possibly can be. In Destiny, that gets interwoven with, I want to be the best I could possibly be. Let me go and grind for gear and guns and rolls on guns and exotics and use supers that enable me to be more powerful. I don't necessarily have to become better. I just have to use better stuff right those two worlds kind of get interwoven so if they suddenly just give you one side of the fence they're like here the angel on your shoulder is going to be really happy super neutered super stripped down gun based no razzmatazz no magic here's your pvp the devil on your shoulder is gonna be like this sucks where's the power where's the exotics this is boring this is freaking lame bungie what the frick is this right they give you power they go crazy there's grenades everywhere it's chaos what happens the devil on your sword is like ha this is awesome throw another grenade ha keep those guys pinned back there this is hysterical and then the angel on your sword is like this sucks man I, get, I just keep getting killed by grenades I'm getting pinned in spawn this is dumb these guys are lame screw these guys screw this crucible screw Bungie like you see what I'm saying I don't think they can I don't think they can satisfy the devil and the angel on your shoulder I don't think it's possible that's why I think they're going to pivot away from competitive. I think they're going to pivot away from competitive because I think it's a smaller it's a smaller portion of the player base. 
And I think they're just going to try and satisfy the masses who just want to boot up and shoot shoot awesome guns and and throw awesome grenades and do a super here and there. Coach, in a fictional scenario, you just got put in charge of Crucible. Where do you start? Uh, remove any identity of competitive. Just remove it. It's a fool's errand. It doesn't work. It's a total fool's errand. We're going to allow the identity of Destiny to shine in a player versus player environment. Larger maps, maybe vehicles, you know? Well, why would you do that, Lono? Well, I'll tell you why. This lane over here on this map, okay? If you take this lane, you better have a ranged weapon. Scout, sniper, something. If you don't, if you don't like playing with those style weapons, if you're more of a rough and tumble person, you like to push the envelope, you like to push choke points in close quarters combat, you gotta take another approach, you gotta take another lane. Then, weapons shine at their efficiency range. You don't have one-size-fits-all metas. Yeah, just run, a, just run a hand cannon and a shotgun and just run around. Yeah, that's all you gotta do. Get your hammerhead. You're good. Yeah, 90% of the maps, the effective range of the fights that you're getting in is right in line with the hand cannon, and you can push the choke points and shotgun people if you want. But if you're suddenly thrown on a map where you can't do that, you're one-size-fits-all, bum-rush, I got a hand cannon for, for, for medium, I got a shotgun for close range, every map pretty much fits that strategy. Most maps, that is. Fits that strategy. I can pop my super and go from one side of the map in the blink of an eye, and I can kill people multiple times with the same super. If you can't do that because the map is larger, then people start to have to develop not only a strategy and a playstyle for every map, but your playstyle gets penned in a little bit, and you gotta be smart. Right? If you like close quarters, if you like pushing people, if you like playing in that way, you can still play that way on my big maps that I've made for you. You can still do that. But you have to play smart. You have to know the maps. You have to know the angles. You have to know what the best approach is. You know? Why don't I play Fortnite? It's just not in my lane of the type of games I like to play. I like to play games like Borderlands, Destiny. I like side-scrollers, indie titles, stuff like that. Fortnite's fun with viewers for a while, but Fortnite just turned into a circus show. I just It's so hard to stay up. And also, unless you're playing every day, you go up against Johnny, Johnny 28 hours a week, and he's just going to run circles around you. Um... Fatality, do you think the PS5 specs being released? I'm sure Xbox specs will be in that range too. We'll finally get a Destiny on console with 60 FPS. Oh, I freaking hope so. I freaking hope so. I would love to go I would love to go back to a world where I have multiple characters and multiple platforms. That'd be fun. And not get a headache from 30 FPS. I'm serious, 30 FPS gives me headaches. I can't play 30 FPS games. It hurts my brain. God of War gave me headaches, and I love that game. Uh, Billy Schultz, off topic, does Destiny 2 uh, need mods 3.0 as large as mods 2.0 update? What do you think it would look like in your opinion? I don't know what they can do in this sandbox, but man oh man, I think in the next game they need perks on guns to be like six perks deep with three mods. You know, you got a mag mod, you got a you got a power mod, you got an element mod, that you know, three different mod types, and then you got six perks deep. So many, you know, differences in variables. You guys are dreaming if you think Destiny will ever be 60 FPS on console. We're not. Are you kidding me? No, we're not. Do, do, you, do you know how easy it is to prove you wrong? It's real simple. 
I'm gonna point at something that proves you wrong. You ready? I'm pointing and I'm pointing. There it is. The PC version. <laughs> the PC version proves you wrong. The next console, the next consoles will easily be strong enough to do what they're doing right here. This, the, the PC port proves you wrong. This engine, this this game runs uncapped frames on a PC, and the specs we saw on that PS5 will easily be able to push 60 FPS. But a powerful console is just a PC. Yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. Do you hear what you're saying? Are you okay? Are you having a fever? You sound like somebody else just a second ago. You said we're never going to get 60 FPS on a console. I mean, like a 200 to 300 dollar console. We're going to go back and reread the question. I'm going to help you out. You ready? Do you think with the PlayStation 5 specs being released, and I'm sure Xbox specs will be in that range too, we will finally get Destiny on console with 60 FPS? Okay. Now that I've reread that to you, you can re- you can you can adjust your position. If you think the PS5 is going to be $300, homie, you better start pay- saving pennies now. That ain't going to be that ain't going to be the price range of the PS5. <laughs> you better buckle up and mow some lawns cuz you ain't getting the PS5 for $300. That's going to be a $500 console, easy, without breaking a sweat. 500 bucks, easy, with one controller and like a crust of bread. <laughs> you <laughs> It's, they're going to be pricey, man. They're going to be pricey. And they're going to be strong enough to push Destiny to 60 FPS. No sweat. No sweat. Evil Clown, do you think D2 or D3, you, we will see Bungie do dual wielding? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, It's just Josh now. How would you feel about a restructure of the weapon loadout to support people using whatever weapon they want in whatever slot like they do in Borderlands? Obviously, there'd be some issue with PvP balance. Okay. Um, I need a shirt that says... I need a shirt that says this. PvP balance? Question mark? I don't care. <laughs> that's my that's my official position, okay? I'm campaigning for presidency 2020. PVP balance, I don't care. That's my platform and I'm sticking to it. I don't care. Do it. Restructure the weapons, move it around, give us true elemental primaries again. Let me run the dad gum threat level in the energy slot. Let me run, you know, the 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 kindled orchid in my primary slot. Do it. Give us the real system of primary, secondary, and heavy again. This system we have now is so freaking dumb it hurts my head. How many kinetic secondary options do you have? A couple. How many energy primaries do you have? I'll wait while you count them all. It's going to take you a minute. Like, the system is stupid. It's so dumb. It needs restructured. Thank you, uh, XTYBox, for a prime sub. Well, Officer Rapper, thank you for nine months of subs. Uh, SMG444, did I miss your two-month sub? I think I did. I am so sorry. Hopefully you're still here. I can't vote for a hippie. Well, tough luck, Mel, because I'm going to be running this country. I'm just kidding. I'm Prude. Coming from a non-comp player, is there a point to PvP if it's not going to be competitive? Just put PvP gear in the PvE loot pool and don't look back? Oh, stop it. They're going to keep PvP around. PvP was just fine. What do you mean? PvP was just fine before we had a competitive playlist. Now, obviously, trials really kick things up a notch for people that really wanted to go the distance, but, like, trials 
trials engagement got hurt the minute they took the minute they pushed casuals away when they changed the the bounty system in rise of iron the minute they did that in rise of iron it it hurt it hurt trials engagement so even trials got to its height by appealing to the more casual pvp players (laughs) you know <laughs> Thank you for gifting a sub to Zox18 opinions get you banned. Uh Jugs, why not design a playlist that strips all super grenade abilities and allow players to compete with only weapons? Do you think this would satisfy the comp community? Nope, just talked about that. They would hate it. Devil on your shoulder, angel on your shoulder. The devil likes the power, the angel likes balance. If you only appeal to one person, you're not gonna like it. That's just the nature of Destiny PvP players. They've got a devil on one shoulder and an angel on the other. Sons of Gaming. If Sony is blocking cross-save, why doesn't Bungie just allow for Xbox and PC? Because the contract with Sony probably states they can't freaking do that because that hurts Sony's exclusivity. That's what the contract probably stipulates. Evil Clown. Do you you think Bungie can make the fan base if they pulled some PvP styles from Halo 2, bigger maps, do wielding weapons? I think bigger maps and bigger battles, sure. Let the game breathe. But I don't think stripping the game of its power would work. Choose American. Not sure if this was addressed, but how come the ornaments only show during the revelry? I have no idea. It may, I don't know. You cannot reroll enhanced perks. Yeah, you can, Oh my gosh. What are they doing? All right, Bungie. It's question answer time for you. First question. Yeah, from Say No to Rage. Yeah, I'm curious. The annual pass is supposed to appeal to hardcore hobbyist players. That's correct, right? Okay, track with me here. Why would the Revelry not offer endgame gear then? What is the point of the event if it's supposed to appeal to hobbyist players? You're offering us inferior armor. How does that appeal to the hardcore player, Bungie? Do you have an answer? No? Okay. Let me go to my next question. I have a follow-up. If the annual pass, the premise has been established that the annual pass is for hardcore hobbyist players, why in the blue frick would you take a, 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 a cosmetic incentive? Horns on your, your helmet. Why would you take that decorative element away after the event's over? What are you doing? Who is in charge? What are you doing? What is happening? What? What? Who conceived of this? So you're, you sat down in a room somewhere at Bungie headquarters and you said, I've got an idea, guys. Lay it on me. Okay, so annual pass, keep people playing, hardcore hobbyist players. Okay, revelry. They can grind for armor. Okay, I'm listening. Cool. What's the armor offer? Um, nothing. Wait, what? It doesn't offer anything special? No, it just looks cool. Oh, can it at least get enhanced perks so people could grind the uh, you know the new the new activity for enhanced perks? No, uh-uh. Nope. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. Oh. Well, okay, so they look cool. They look cool. What about the cosmetics? Do the cosmetics what are they like? Oh, we got a glow for the helmet. Oh, glow for the helmet. That's like Age of Triumph. Nice. Oh yeah, but it only lasts during the event. Wait, what? Huh? What the frick? What it doesn't it it doesn't make any sense. The revelry's not past content. Hear me out. It's not annual past content. Okay, fair point. But 
the rhythmic delivery of extra content at this point is designed for people that are still playing you're still playing in april of 2019 the game launched in september of 2017 if you're still playing now what they're offering should be in line with the hardcore player sentimentality what is i don't understand again like who's who's in these meetings who signs off on that somebody didn't raise their hand and say shouldn't we at least put enhanced perks on there shouldn't we at least have the ornaments last past the event because now it's like you get past the event and you're like yeah dude here's my badge of honor i'm gonna walk around the tower i'm gonna go do events and public events and strikes with my horns on no you're not it doesn't make any sense, dude. It really doesn't. Uh, Barbarian Grim, do you think Activision had a part in cross-save issue with Sony? I think the contract with Sony was potentially related to Activision. We don't have anything to base that off of. If they do not continue the exclusivity with Sony past September, I think we could pretty much say that was something that Activision orchestrated and it's over. Because Activision started playing nice with PS4 for Call of Duty as well. Kind of seems like it was an Activision thing, but we don't have a way of proving that. We'll have to wait and see. So that's plenty of questions. We're going to keep talking. So if you're here live, don't go anywhere. You can push the follow button. That's a free way to support me. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at twitch.tv slash say no to rage or follow me on Twitter at say no to rage. That's a follow my content. I appreciate you listening and watching. Please like, share, and subscribe.